Season two of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. As always, I'm your host, Kelby Bachman. The song you just heard is Coming Home featuring Skylar Gray by Diddy. And it is also the walkout song for the next guest on the show, Laramie Schaefer. So Laramie was a four-time state place winner and three-time finalist for winter set. After finishing sixth and second, he ended his high school career with back-to-back state titles. Laramie wrestled four years for the Iowa State Cyclones before finishing his wrestling career as an All-American for Augustana College. Nowadays, Laramie coaches the Logan Magnolia Youth Wrestling Club and also helps out with the high school team. With that being said, please sit back, relax, and enjoy Laramie Schaefer. My kids decided they were hungry for pizza right in the middle of me doing this, so I might have to stop to take that out at some point. Yeah, no problem. I'll just edit, yeah. I'll go in and edit or whatever. Yeah, it's got a little while before it's done, so. Yeah, no problem. Oh, shoot, man. Yeah, what's going on? What the heck is this? Another day, 4th of July yesterday was rough. I'm burnt to a crisp, so. Yeah. Yeah, I've been getting some good sun yesterday. Not so much, but the day before the third was, yeah. It's always rough having 4th of July on a Tuesday. Right, yeah, because then you, you go back to work today. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't very fun. Yeah. And you just got back from Colorado. Yeah. Just you go out there? Yeah, I was just out there. I came back Monday. I flew back Monday morning and then uh, took my boat out to Sailorville all day Tuesday. So it's been, yeah. and then drove back at like 11 o'clock last night. <laughs> so, good times. Yeah, yeah. me and Mike went and hiked, or, went and hiked and did some stuff. And he was moving a new house. So I helped him move. Nice. Yeah. It's uh what'd you post? Um, it was your sixth 14er. Yeah. It was my sixth. I think it was his 10th is what he said. So yeah, got a few more to knock out. It was like 54. So yeah. What's that like climbing a 14,000 foot mountain? You know, it's, it's pretty hard. Like, I don't know. I, the, the climate gets a lot of people the altitude, but yeah. I'm, I'm in decent shape. So I don't feel the altitude as much. I don't feel like, um, like I was beating Mitch up there and he's used to it out there. So, mm-hmm. but I, I work out a lot still. So I think my cardio is better than most, but it's, it's pretty easy. If you just take your time, if you try and go real fast, you get pretty wore out. And honestly, my feet are what give out first. Cause my feet aren't used to all that rock, you know, all that loose rock and sharp rock and uneven surface after a while. Cause it mm-hmm. took seven hours to get, go up and back. So, by the fifth and sixth, seventh hour, your feet are pretty tore up. So I bet. I was ready to sit down. I was gonna say, and then you came back, and then you had uh, kids to entertain, and uh-huh. no, no rest for you. 
No, it's never it's never dull. How many how many kids do you have? Three? Yep, I have three. Yep. <laughs> Wyatt's my oldest, he's nine, then Colt's seven, and Hartley's five. So yeah. Yeah. Nine, seven, five. Are they all in the sport? Well, probably the oldest is at least. Yeah, they all they all play sports. Colt and Wyatt both wrestle and play football and play soccer. And Colt plays baseball too. Wyatt doesn't. And then Hartley, Hartley wrestled this last year, and then she's gonna do gymnastics next year and wrestle. And then she plays soccer, and I think she's gonna do softball next year too. So yeah, and you help with the Logan Magnolia program, right? At least the youth. Yeah, yeah, I, I run the youth program at Loma. Run it. Wow. Um, yes. Yeah. It's, this was my it's my third year, I think, or fourth year. I can't remember. I think third or fourth year that I took over uh there and it's it's came a long way i think my first year we had 47 kids or 46 kids out and this last year we had 98 whoa so, yeah <laughs> it's was, it was pretty busy we we had we had good numbers at the end of the season too i think we still had in the 70s the last practice 60s 70s so yeah. we kept a lot of kids throughout the year and our last practice was the last week of february so there's still a lot, a lot of kids which is pretty impressive I mean, to keep that many kids out, you know, I mean, yeah. I, what you expect, how many you expect to lose during the year, but they, they usually drop off. We usually lose about half, honestly, but uh, yeah, we kept a lot this year. I mean, Christmas break, we, we took a lot more breaks this year than we normally do like throughout the year. Yeah. So it didn't seem like it was such a grind during Christmas break. We kind of took off some practices and I help with the high school too. So some of the times like during state high school week, like, you know, we're out there most of the week. So yeah, they got a little bit of time off for that. And then we come back for AU stuff right after that. So yeah. Yeah. The numbers, numbers are good. So how do you corral 98 kids? Do you have, we have, we we have two, yeah, we have two practices. We're actually going to three this next year. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. We have two right now. And, our beginners group is mostly like younger kids. So we're going to three practices next year. Our beginners group is mostly like kindergarten, pre-K, first. There's some first and second in there. Um, but then most of our older kids are in our advanced. And then we have a few, we have a group that's really separating themselves from everybody else. And yeah. they're, they're just not learning. They're not learning, you know, I mean, they're learning, but they're just, they're getting farther ahead than everybody else. So I'm going to have a, advanced advanced practice more like of a selection like kids that really need that extra technique that we can show because because right now they're just they're learning they know all the other stuff i'm showing to the advanced group pretty well and they're getting bored a little bored because they want to learn some of that real advanced stuff so and honestly to compete we've had we had quite a few place winners last couple years so as AU state. So for them to compete, they got to learn that stuff. So we're going to open up a third practice for about probably 20 kids. Wow. That's, that's impressive. You know, a few years ago to what you started to what you have now, I mean, you got things moving yeah. in the right direction. Yeah. I mean, the talent, so Loma has always got the talent yes. there. It's just, mm-hmm. and it's got good coaches. Like the, the guys that were doing it before were new, all new wrestling. Well, it's just, they needed somebody to administer, be an administrator more than anything, just really organize stuff and get singlet like team singlets, make good schedules. And hey, we're going to this tournament, this tournament, this tournament, you know, and yeah. we're going to do these and just really encourage the kids that don't have a lot of parent support 
you know, just maybe because their parents never did sports or whatever reason, uh, you're really helping those kids get to tournaments and, and keeping going out throughout the season instead of dropping off. So that's kind of why I did my to go right. Just kind of crowd everybody and took the existing guys that were helping it and made it more cohesive and more organized. And that really helped a lot. Like I said, the talent was there. I just had to kind of put it all together and it's helped a lot. And the numbers just keep growing. I mean, everybody's my older son, I think his grade, there's only like three boys in that whole grade that don't wrestle. Really? So, yeah. Basketball coaches probably aren't real happy about it. <laughs> Well, like you Logan said, Logan Magnolia. Yeah, you're right. Um, Logan Magnolia has had that strong tradition. You know, I, yeah. the first one that comes to mind is uh, Patrick Mackey. He was right yeah. around your time. Yeah, I wrestled. I wrestled Patrick. Uh, I didn't wrestle much in high school. We only wrestled the one time in high school at my our freshman year. But mm-hmm. we wrestled a lot in AAU. Yeah. And we had some back and forth matches at AAU growing up. And then. I lost to him. My, it was our first term at Harlan tournament. The first term of the year, freshman year. I think I lost in overtime yeah. for like third or fourth. I, was, I had Dan Davila that day too and got whipped <laughs> on. So that was a rough day for me. It was my first high school tournament and it was rough. Yeah. Wow. Um, I was going to ask, like starting going way back when you were your youngest age. All right. So your youngest is five. That's when you first started wrestling. But then you quit. Did you, or I don't know if you quit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I did. I quit. I started, I was a kindergartner. I was young. I was always young for my grade because my birthday is in August. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents felt I was ready for school. So I, I started school. I was, I just turned, uh, just turned, oh no, I started when I was, yeah, when I was five. I just turned five. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was too long ago. But uh, so I just started when I was five and then I, was kindergarten. I got whooped on because I was always so much smaller than everybody, mm-hmm. and I didn't like it and quit. And my dad just he put me back out the next year, and I ended up having a really good first grade year. And then second grade was like my first undefeated season. I, I really liked it after that. Yeah. And <laughs> just kept going. I didn't I didn't have another undefeated season until I was a senior in high school after that second grade wow. year. So it was quite a bit span. <laughs> Almost my junior year, I only lost once, but but yeah. So so your dad's the one that like. Was it a question of, hey, you want to go back out or do you want to try this again or how'd that kind of go uh, back? Out? Yeah, I know. He, I think he just asked. I, I, I've asked him a few times. He doesn't remember a while. I think he just said, you know, he asked if I wanted to do it again. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. And he kind of took me. All my friends were in it. So yeah. Winter Set had a big, you know, wrestling tradition as well. So, yeah. So, it, Oh, there. Most of my grade was in it, and like my best friend at the time was was really into it. So I think he probably convinced me to try it again too. So, and then it it went well after that. So, yeah. Yeah, you had a big tradition. Uh, you know, I was I talked to Mitch Artist um, for the podcast too, and um, you two had a battle, not personally, but your teams had yeah. a battle. Back oh yeah. Schools. Yeah, Glenwood, we, we always had good matches with, with Glenwood. It's funny because I know a lot of the guys on that on that team from back then that were artists' age, and we never – none of us got along at all back then. <laughs> it's so funny because it's – because there's a lot of people I didn't get along with in high school because of the wrestling rivalries that I actually ended up going to Iowa State with and ended up liking. Like Mitch was one of them. Uh, Tyler Bustrom was another one that oh, yes. I wrestled in, in high school and – I mean, it wasn't like we didn't like each other, just like, you know, your, your rivals and stuff. And then I, uh, I got to know him really well in, in, in college and he's a, he's a great dude too. So made a lot of good memories there, but 
But yeah, Glenwood and us, we had a we had a battle and we came out on top. Luckily my our sen- my senior year, mm-hmm. artist was a junior. But I think it was the first time we beat them all year and it was at state duels, so that was good. <laughs> Did anyone else in your family wrestle? No, so uh well kind of. So I was the only boy. I had two sisters, and my dad never wrestled in high school. He did. He might have, like, one or two years, but he wasn't real big into it. Uh, my cousin, actually, Colt Stevens, wrestled. Uh, I think he was really the only one that was interesting, seriously, anyway. He he did pretty well. He made state a couple times, but uh, but he wasn't – I mean, nobody was really that big into wrestling in my family. I was really the only one. Did you do any other sports? Yeah, I, I played football from a young age, and then uh, – I was real big into soccer. I thought about going to college for soccer instead of wrestling, actually. Yeah. Um, uh, we had a pretty good soccer team. Glenwood was all rivals for that, too. They were a lot better than soccer. Um, when we played Mitch, Mitch's team, actually, uh, in the early playoffs for state, we got smoked, but I, I was the only <laughs> one that scored on him. He'll say he'll <laughs> deny it to the day. But the score was three or four to one, and that one was from me scoring. So <laughs> I didn't have like once, I remember. But, uh, but, yeah, so I played soccer, and then I rodeoed a lot uh, growing up. Like Jesse Sundell, I knew him back mm-hmm. then because him and his brother Wade used to rodeo with me up in Ogden um, and grew up rodeoing all summer and riding bulls and started on calves and steers and then did bulls when I got into high school. So I did mm-hmm. high school rodeo for a little while, and then – Decided when I was like a junior to quit doing that because was, I was too busy and wrestling was kind of more important. I don't want to get hurt. and mm-hmm. I was getting my knees banged up in the shoots pretty bad. So I decided to call it quits. But now, didn't you also like. Yeah, that was, I, I ran cross country a few years. Oh, you ran everything. I didn't huh. Yeah, I played, so I played football my freshman year. Um, and then sophomore, junior year, I was, I was pretty small. So I was like, you know. I, I don't think I'll have much chance to start. And so I did, I ran cross country uh, those two years and did pretty well. And then I ended up going back out for football my senior year just because I figured why not. And it was pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, didn't, didn't you like used to break in horses and. Yeah. Work? That was kind of my summer job when I was younger. I'd, I'd break horses for people or I started off doing like ponies when I was real little and like people bring their ponies that they wanted just either tuned up or just wanted like 30 days of riding. And so I'd do that for the summer and, and make money doing that. And then as I got older, I got the horses got bigger and I still do. If I have time, I haven't had time for a while, but I'd like to start doing it again. So like you just, they pay you to ride their horse kind of. Yeah. Like a lot of times, like when the horses sit for a while, they get kind of, they kind of forget their manners and stuff and they, they won't uh-huh. do real well. They're not broke real well. And so they'll send them to summer for 30 days and you just get them back to neck reining and, and going and doing, and, and just being around people and being ridden. They, they might buck a little bit at first and stuff. So no, most people don't want to deal with that. So. Hmm. But you will. Yeah. I'll deal with it. Wow. Yeah. Dang. And you were doing that as, as young as how, how young? Oh, I think the first time I was about nine. I was probably about as old as my, my youngest or my oldest wants to start doing that. But I don't know if he's ready. He's helping my dad with a little mini horse right now that they got to sell. And I don't know. He got bucked off the other day. It was kind of funny. I was like, yeah, a lot more, a lot more getting bucked off to do if you're going to do this. But he says he wants to, so we'll see. Yeah. Did you live on a farm then I take it or? Yeah, we had, we had a, we had an acreage with some horses. We always had, we, my grandparents, they had a big 
ranch bred that they uh, bred Appaloosa horses. They're pretty well known around the world for breeding Appaloosas. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did halter horses. Like they had, a, they had a world champion halter horse from their farm and stuff. So uh, they were pretty well known. My dad, he kind of, he didn't really do halter. We did more riding horses. So, hmm. yeah. Dang. And did, did, did you show them or what did you say? Yeah, I showed, I showed him 4-H and stuff, but I didn't, I'll do like functions. I didn't do it real. I didn't do it like real competitively like some people did i'd ride in rodeos like my sisters both barrel ro- did barrel racing uh, and yeah. stuff. um but once i started riding like rough stock i kind of quit doing that and they the girls kind of took that over and but i still rode I, I i wasn't very good at roping i never really roped but i uh i would uh just you know check cows and stuff and for friends and work cattle and yeah that was a lot more fun to me anyway yeah and yeah. you still do that now? Like, do you live? Uh, on- yeah, I haven't. Ranch? I haven't for a while. I I still do. Um, I live in the country. I don't really have a spot for my horse or another at my parents, but mm-hmm. um, I still we still go ride quite a bit. But I, I'd like to get a spot to have have them all out here. But right now I gotta go back home and and do it. And where's your parents live? They still in Winterset? Or? Yeah, yeah, they still live outside Winterset. Yeah. How far is that from Logan Magnolia? Because are you in Logan or? Yeah, I'm right outside Logan, north north of Logan. Um, okay. It's about it's about an hour and a half, hour and forty five minutes to their place from here. Hmm. It's not too bad. Yeah. Well, shoot. Um, I was gonna ask you. Uh, I remember you wrestling. I well, I guess I specifically remember the winter set team because everyone dyed their hair. Yeah. Their hair. Whose oh, idea was that? Oh yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know. That's that was a thing for years before I got into school. We used to wear these socks too these uh, black and yellow socks. But when I was a freshman, it was the only year we got to wear them because uh, our head coach decided that we weren't going to be able to do that anymore. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, we always used to dye our hair blonde because our colors are black and gold, you know. <laughs> and a few years they did, like, every other weight would do black and then the other would do gold. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and it went with our colors. And I was always the, I was always blonde because my hair was – my hair was already kind of blonde, so they just yeah. bleached mine, and I get a lot of crap for it now. But hey, it's all right. <laughs> yeah, wrestlers that come through Iowa have bleached blonde hair during state. So, well, yeah, I remember Seabolt had bleached oh, blonde. Yeah, hair. TJ had a couple of years. So, did, so did his teammate <laughs> Justin Brown, which he looked funny because he had red hair. So when he bleached <laughs> it, it looked it looked a little goofy. But all of us had weird weird bleach blonde hair. There's quite yeah, a few. Where did you start wrestling, like, and when did you start taking it seriously? Because, you know, it sounds like you started to get better as time went on when you were younger. And so did yeah, you? Yeah, I mean, it, it was always a little rough because I was so I was so young. So I always mm-hmm. felt like I was behind, behind, you know, my classmates, which the years I was, you know, as you're going AU stuff, you're always like the one year you're at the top of the grade, right? Well, I, I felt better those years, but still, I was still, even at the top of the grade, I was, there was kids the year lower than me that were older than me, you know, yeah. like, like Mitch, Mitch is older than I am and he's a year behind me. He's not <laughs> the only one. There's, there's lots of, there's lots of people that are older than me that are a year behind me in school. Um, and that's just the way I felt. I kind of wish my parents would have started me a year later. I could, I, I might've been a four timer or at least three, yeah. but it's not how it worked out. But so I started really gaining strides, I think when I got a little bit older, like AU was always rough for me, I feel like. And 
with the combined classes, you know, it's, it's hard yeah. to, it's hard to do well there. And I always placed at AU state, but I think my seventh and eighth grade year, I started to really make, make big gains. And once I got into high school, I think I really started to take it really serious. And so I never really wrestled freestyle Greco until I got into high school. Mm-hmm. I, I did. And even then I never, I never wrestled a lot of freestyle Greco in the summer. Cause I was riding, mm-hmm. I was doing other stuff and, and I don't know, I, I felt like I was going to get burnt out if I did it year round. So, I played soccer in the spring and that was after wrestling was over. And, and, uh, so I kind of cut into my freestyle and Greco time. Although I did like Greco a little bit more than I did freestyle. Oh, really? Yeah. Why is that? So I, think I, really, I really think, I don't know. I just, I freestyle. I felt like when I tried to score, I'd get, you know, cross lifted or something and get score. I'd get one point and they'd get two. I like, Oh, this is kind of dumb, <laughs> but it wasn't, it wasn't for me. And where Greco, I like the big throws. I thought that was fun. Yeah. Trying to toss people on their heads always a good time. So, <laughs> so I was more into that I think than I was freestyle, but uh, but I didn't do a lot of it. But I still I got more serious. I did a lot more open rooms and stuff as I got into high school and eighth grade especially. But mm-hmm. I think so, that's when I really started to take it serious. About your eighth grade year? Yeah, I think eighth grade year I, I took it. I, I started to take it real serious because that was the first year I wrestled a lot of that summer and and. I was just my freshman year. I was just really small. I weighed like ninety-two pounds wrestling around really? three. So mm-hmm. yeah, so it was rough, but that's just the way it goes. Yeah, I was wondering. You know, you had nine losses as a freshman, and I think you ended. I don't know what you ended with twelve or fourteen or something yep. like. Yep, yep. I ended up at twelve. Yep. So nine of them came that freshman year, and you were underweight. Did you try yeah, to oh, yeah. like did you eat? Did you drink water? Oh, yeah. I, I tried. I was just a little I was just a little dude. Mm-hmm. And uh I know mean, I was only 14 in my whole year, you know. I didn't turn 15 until right before the next year. And I remember when I was wrestling Justin Brown, he was like 19 and I think I was 15. <laughs> so he looked like he made me look like a child. He was, he was a strong dude too. And he, he was ripped and I looked so small. I think the announcers during the match even said something about how like different we looked at 112. <laughs> but yeah, freshman year, I was real small. And in a lot of those losses, my freshman year, I ended up getting back. Um, There's a couple of kids I got beat by. Obviously Davila was a senior, so I didn't get his back in Mickey. I never saw again. I, I don't remember. I think I lost this Johnson kid from Waukee. I ended up beating the next year. And there's one or two others that I got back. But Brandon McDonough had by far my most losses because mm-hmm. I always had him at Harlan the first year. And he was my last – my last – two of my last three losses. So my freshman year, like you said, I had those nine. And I only had three after that. And two of them, two of them were him <laughs> at Harlan. So that was always fun. I actually won state before I won Harlan tournament. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. Cause I had him junior year. I lost him at Harlan in the finals. And then I lost or no sophomore year. I lost to him at Harlan in the finals. And then that year I wrestled Justin Brown, in the finals and lost. And then that my junior year, I had him again at Harlan first and I lost to him. And that was the last time I lost. And I won state that year. Then I won yeah. next year. So he was my two of my three last ones. And, <laughs> And he beat the crap out of me too. And it was funny as I, I grew up wrestling him and his brother. Like I used to go to the Lincoln rail splitters practice all the time. And mm-hmm. I was good friends with their family. And, and so every, I always, it was a real intimidation factor, like big brother. Like 
I would just always get so nervous wrestling him because he literally taught me a lot of what I knew and I used to travel around to practices with him and and so yeah he kind of beat on me my last match I think I got majored so and then I won state that year <laughs> so it was a little rough but did you get nervous a lot then or was it just no no I didn't really get nervous like that's that I mental wise like I'm I'm pretty mentally tough and I didn't really get real nerves or anything but with him it's just the mental thing like mm-hmm. I think just because I I I trained with him so much growing up over the years and I felt like everything I did here, he knew. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It was just a weird mental thing. I always had with him. He, he kind of put it on me. It was good fun though. If I was going to get beat on by anybody, it'd be him. Yeah. <laughs> um, how you say you were mentally tough. What, how did you become mentally tough when you were younger? You know, I don't know. I think one thing that helped my, I, I never listened to music, uh, like working out or anything. I was never really? like, somebody, you know, I, and, and people always give me crap for it. Like that, like, why are you, why, where's your headphones? Like I didn't ever listen to music. Cause I felt like it was a distraction. I felt like it distracted you, you know, like you go on a long run. Is it easier to run 10 miles listening to music or just mm-hmm. being in your own thoughts? Right. And mm-hmm. so obviously it's easier when you're listening to music, it distracts right. you. And I was always under the impression, like, like when I went on long runs for cross country and stuff, I'd never listen to music then either. I would just use, I'd be in my own thoughts and tell you what, running, pounding pavement all summer for cross country, with only your own thoughts really, really makes you be comfortable in your own mind. So you don't get no music when you're out on the mat. So I think honestly, that actually helped me become more mentally tough. And so it's just, you know, just my personality, I think yeah. a little bit just growing up, I had a lot of adversity growing up and, and, uh, Breaking horses is hard, you know, a lot. I was in lots of sports. So I think just being competitive helped a lot too. But yeah, I never really had the nerves. I was confident in myself. And like my dad always said, at the end of the day, it's just a wrestling match or it's just a soccer game or, you know, family's still going to love you and life will go on. Nobody's going to remember any of that crap in 15 years, 10 years, five years. <laughs> yeah. Well, now, see, now, now people are going to remember it because we're talking about yeah. it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> what did you think about? Because that's that's right. R- music is a distraction. Like you know, I would ran cross country and I I had to have music because yeah, it just distracts people. Do it's rare yeah. that you see somebody warming up without music on, mm-hmm. like wrestling or anything really. And yeah. it's just it's something. It's something I just I always thought that if I could just be comfortable in my own mind when I'm doing practices and training and i didn't really even like them having music on during our practices in high school like wrestling but <laughs> i was outvoted it didn't matter who it was or how good i was that yeah. was our team wasn't going for that so <laughs> the music stayed on but yeah well what did you think about when you were running you know, I, it just it just depended. I just, you know, I, I, I used to like make challenges for myself. Like, all right, here's my time. Let's see if I can clock another mile. Like I, I pretty much just pit myself against myself. Like, mm-hmm. all right, this first mile was six minutes. Uh, let's see if I can make this second one, 10 seconds faster or, mm-hmm. or keep my same time or stuff like that. Or I just think about what was going on in my life at the time. What I'm also hearing was, um, or what I also heard was the gains you made, because you had nine losses as a freshman and three the rest of the year. From freshman to sophomore year, you just kind of got bigger and filled Yeah, I, I finally, you know, I, I hit puberty probably about that time, and I finally got a little bit bigger. And, I mean, I wasn't a big 12-pounder, but I think 12 was the first year I had to – I had to uh, – I had to like cut a little weight, you know, guy to drop a little bit. I think really? I was, 
I think I was weighing like, I mean, it was like 118, you know, but Harley, please quit doing that. Go take that in that room. Take it in that room. Please. Take it in the room. The whole thing. Um, I knew that wasn't going to last the whole time. Uh, they were doing pretty good so far. Yeah. Um, but I, I, uh, I kept from like 118. So I wasn't a big 12 pounder by any means. Are I you was still 30 pounds that summer or that till the next year, almost like 25 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So I lifted, I really didn't lift a whole lot my, before my freshman year. Um, and then I really got on a weight program, weight training program, uh, that year. And I grew a lot. Like I was short. I mean, I'm not tall now, but I, I think I grew like four or five inches that year. So I really gained a lot. Um, you know, a, a little over 20, so I was like, what, 92 to 118. So I think at age or at high school state, my freshman year, I think I weighed in the last weigh in at like 94 or 95 pounds. But so I, I gained a good chunk, but that really helped in just being on a weight program. I made a lot of gains. I got a lot stronger uh, and that helped a lot too that next year. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. Did you even think about dropping to 103 again? I thought about it, but I was, I was never big into, into cutting a lot of weight. Like I don't, I think I wrestle a lot better when I'm not dropping a bunch of weight. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, one of the biggest thing reasons in college, I think feel like I didn't do as well as I did. I could have is because I was dropping to 133 and I weighed like 160 and I, I just, I don't like it. I, I wrestled way better at 141 when I wrestled there than, you know, I wish I would just wrestled that or 49 and just stayed, stayed up in the sixties, but I didn't like keeping my main team my way. It made the season longer. And mm-hmm. so I, I didn't really ever think about dropping to three. I was comfortable at 12. I, I had a really good match with Justin Brown, my freshman year where I was winning and then lost in the last few seconds. So mm-hmm. I figured, I figured if, I, I have him again in the finals my sophomore year. I thought I could beat him. And I, I was close. It was a close match. I lost three to two and had some really close takedowns. So I felt like it was a good decision to stay at 12. And yeah. made the season a lot better. I enjoyed my season a lot better. So I'm sure. Did you have like a, were you a goal setter? You know, like going into your freshman year and your sophomore year, were you? Oh, yeah. When I was in eighth grade, I, we were at, I remember we were at going to the Nebraska camp uh, out in UNL. Mm-hmm. Uh, that summer of my eighth after my eighth grade year and our the coach was driving us i was in one of the vans where the head coach was at and he asked all of us like what are your goals for next year and i said i want to be a four-time state champ and some mm-hmm. of the coming seniors like laughed at that and kind of gave me crap about that we're like oh because uh, uh, i hadn't won aau yet i'd, I'd placed mm-hmm. third a few times but i'd never been in the finals even and everybody thought that was like they all thought that was a big joke and but i was dead serious like no that's my goal like i want to be a four-time state champ and obviously my freshman year, that wasn't going to happen. Probably it was, that would have been a rough, a, a tough road at three being so small and having all the seniors there and juniors. But, um, but my sophomore year, I, I definitely had a chance to be three time and came up short, which that just, that made me drive. Well, that drove me for the next two years of winning it the next two years. And that, that loss in the finals was probably one of my hardest losses ever. So took a lot to come back and get ready to get my mind right for after that and not feel like I did this wrong or that wrong. And it pushed me to train harder and get ready for the next year. So how long did that, how long did it take? You said it took some time. Uh, it was, it was probably I probably a month or so after, you know, I was kind of down for a few weeks. My friends yeah. were giving me crap, but I kind of had to get back, back up cause I had soccer starting and we had a really good soccer team that year. And that was going to be our year. 
you know, to do well and hopefully make it to state and soccer. We didn't, and we came close, but, uh, so I kind of had to get out of my funk and be like, you know what? It's, there's always next year. So hmm. I, yeah. just, I decided after soccer, I was going to lift more and wrestle more open room and do a little more freestyle. Yeah. I bet I did more freestyle and Greco my, between my sophomore and junior than I did any of the other years. So, uh, so I think that helped a little bit. Mm-hmm. So when you got back to the finals, your junior year, were you pretty, were you just like focused? Just like, no, nothing's going to stop me. Yeah. You know, I, I felt, I felt pretty good. My weight was good. 119 was a good weight for me. I was, I was like coming down from like 125 mm-hmm. and I felt good and I had some close matches, but I felt in control of all of them and my shots felt good. And I, I was pretty confident going into it. And uh, I, I wrestled really well that year and had, didn't really have any pressure, you know, I'd already been there once. So I wrestled good and it was a good year. I, I had probably the most pressure my senior year because you know, after you win it once, now everybody expects you to do it again. And mm-hmm. and uh, I, had, I had a really good kid in the finals my senior year, that Chris, J.J. Crestinger. He's, he was yeah. a tough kid. He's mm-hmm. real tough to score on, real short kid, real strong kid. And uh, and he was battling there. And I, I got ahead and kind of coasted a little bit and almost almost screwed it up. So I'm <laughs> glad I held out there. But, but yeah, the junior was smooth compared to all my other years. But. Which is crazy because you had you had a torn meniscus. Yeah, yeah, I had a brace on, but I mean, meniscus it wasn't that bad. I wore a brace just to cushion it more than anything, and it, it hurt. But like, I don't know, I just felt I felt pretty good. Like I was wrestling good with it, and and it just it didn't really bother me much. It hurt a lot. It freaked me out when it first happened because it happened like I think I was wrestling Austin Byer actually in practice because Nottaway Valley used to come over and practice with us okay. after districts or after sectionals mm-hmm. and for the guys that were going to state we'd practice and I was wrestling uh, Austin Byer and heard it right before state and went to orthopedic surgeon they're like yeah you know you tore up your meniscus it's, it's been torn before it looks like and they gave me this brace and said no we'll scope it we'll scope it when you're done there's not much we can do if you want to wrestle so I was a little nervous at first but after practicing, I, it felt pretty good. Um, I, I just had to get it in my head that it wasn't going to hold me back. So, because that was that's usually the problem with most injuries, it gets in your head, you know. And I wrestled pretty hard on it that week, and and it felt good. So, and I was wrestling some really good kids. I mean, Austin was he ended up winning the state his senior year, but uh, that year I think he placed like third or fourth. I can't remember. So mm-hmm. I had some really good practice partners right before they had to test it out on him. It felt good, but it did. It's weird. It, that year probably felt the smoothest. Like I wrestled, uh, every match felt good. I, I didn't really get in trouble during any of them, and and uh, it, it was by far the smoothest year. That's great. <laughs> I mean, what like what did it feel? Did you have any limitations? I guess wrestling with it. Uh, yeah, I couldn't push off as well. Uh, I think that's actually when I started uh, shooting with my other foot more because mm. I, I couldn't push off that that leg as well. So I, I switched up my stance and started and started shooting the other way. But, um, but so that was kind of nice to, to make force me to do that. Cause now I, now I switch stances all the time, but. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was interesting. You said there wasn't, you didn't feel as much pressure your junior year. You know, I, I feel like you could, the opposite could be said. I mean, you, you got second the year before. So it's almost like now you're expected to win it. Yeah. So you didn't feel that much pressure like that? No, I don't know. I don't feel like I don't feel like it was, you know, because I hadn't attained that yet. So mm-hmm. if I got in the finals, you know, I, I got in the finals, like 
nobody really expected, you know, I mean, I was, I was ranked first, I'm pretty sure. And, but like, I don't really took much stock in the rankings. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It just, for whatever reason, it just wasn't, I didn't feel that much pressure. I mean, there's always going to be pressure, but right. not near as much as my senior year where I'd already had it once. And I was like, everybody expected me to do it again. And if I didn't, it was mm-hmm. going to be some big deal, which yeah. nobody, nobody thinks that but yourself. So, <laughs> yeah. What, uh, how'd you bounce back? So your junior year, you lost to McDonough, you know, at that Harlan tournament. I mean, you probably expected to go undefeated and like win a state title and you got beat. Now you're like, well, shoot. (laughs) Yeah, that was, that was, it was hard. You know, like I said, I've, I've known him for years and I kind of got big brother. It it was a little rough after, because I not only lost to him, I got major. I'm pretty sure I got major. There was really close to major. I got kind of whooped up on it. Mm -hmm. I think it actually just pushed me to like, okay, I'm not there yet. Like I need to start. I need to wrestle harder. I need to be more offensive. I need to mix it up better because I'm just, I'm not there yet. Cause I mean, McDonough was good, mm-hmm. um, you know, but he wasn't even, he didn't even win it that many times, you know, he, I mean, he had some really good competition at his weights. Um, but I just, I knew I wasn't there. I think it just really pushed me. That loss really pushed me to, uh, to try hard, like to work harder and, I, I didn't want to feel like that again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think it pushed me more or anything. Yeah. And then, no, you're good. I, I hear you. Okay. Um, and then, then the, did you say that's when you started summer wrestling? Uh, actually, I think I started, I, I started more between my sophomore year after I lost mm-hmm. uh, in the finals. I really wrestled that next year. And then, um, like I said, that McDonough match was kind of a fluke for that year. I had, I had, uh, I mean, I had some close matches my junior year. Um, I'm trying to think who have been my closest match that year. I know my senior year, my closest match is probably when I wrestled Derek Moyer um, that year and beat yeah. him at, at Oskaloosa. That was our duel at Oskaloosa, and we had a really good match, and that was really close. It was two to one, I think. But didn't he win it three times? Yeah, that was actually the year he got hurt right before state. Um, so he ended up winning it that year. Yeah. Um, he won it the next year again. Yeah, he'd won he was a two timer uh when we wrestled, and then that was his junior year when he got hurt when I was a senior. I can't remember if he got his hurt his head, had a concussion or what happened to him, but he got hurt right before state that year. Dang. But yeah, that was my close match my junior or my senior year. I don't remember who I had, a, I had a really tough one my junior. I just can't remember who it was. I think it was Brett Ray, maybe. No, I wrestled him sophomore year because he won state. My sophomore year, I wrestled all three classes state champions. I wrestled Brandon McDonough, Justin Brown, and Brett Ray. And I beat oh. Brett Ray, the 1A champ. And I got beat by McDonough, obviously. And then I got beat in the finals by Brown. So, Wow. You guys had some tough competition at Winterset. Yeah. Yeah, two of my the only two losses I had that year were to the other two class state champs. So, yeah, and Brown won what twice? Yep, that was his second time winning it. But yeah, so I had because I had two losses that year, then I had one my junior year, and that was it. So, wow, it was a rough couple years there. (laughs) I guess Uh, your freshman year, you know, um, they only placed out to six. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was a, a little bit. I yeah, I, I was close. That's sixth place. That was, and I actually lost, so I lost first round. 
as a freshman and had to wrestle all the way back. I had like eight matches or something stupid. It was ridiculous. Yeah. And that was back when the tournament was only two days, three days, maybe. I don't know. I just remember I wrestled a lot and mm-hmm. I, I was like 48 and nine. I had like 57 matches or 56 matches or three. something like that. Yeah, it was a lot. But I remember I lost to Tyler Buchum very first round. And then I, oh, I wrestled. What a draw. <laughs> yeah. First round. I know. First round. Cause I got beat by Brown at districts. I got beat by Justin Brown at districts. And then, uh, then I wrestled Buchum first round and wrestled all the way back. Then Dan, I had Dane Ryder who actually I, I became friends with in college also. And, he was supposed to. He was ranked number one in our weight that year and got beat by Brown. Uh, it was a big upset. And then I went to double overtime against him for third to go for third and fourth and lost in double overtime. And then I wrestled this Tommy Michaels kid to go for fifth and sixth and lost in double overtime to Tommy Michaels from Osage. And then I actually wrestled Michaels that next weekend at state duels and majored him. <laughs> and <laughs> I was just. I think I was just so tired from like wrestling like all those close matches. I was. Mm-hmm fifth and sixth i was just done but uh yeah that was a lot of wrestling and then he actually tommy michaels actually he ended up quitting i don't think he went out after that year which was crazy because he was like a junior he's really good but he just decided he didn't want to wrestle anymore yeah wow yeah that, and and not only that that it was a lot of wrestling you're also undersized so i mean yeah. which I, that's tough <laughs> yeah you're giving up 10 pounds every match like yeah i was one of the few 14 year olds in that in that bracket that too. Everybody, else was, everybody else was i mean Buchan was a, a junior that year or maybe he was a sophomore justin was a sophomore dane Ryder was a junior senior uh michaels was a junior uh most people were Dang. juniors in there which is crazy that's something you normally don't see when you're that when you're at that weight yeah, there there was a lot that year. I mean, Davila was a senior that year at three. Tony Hager was a junior, I think, at that weight. But for one name, but yeah, old Tony Hager. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We never wrestled. I never wrestled Tony. He's always older than me, and we never really saw Ogden. Yeah, which is which isn't Ogden a little north of Des Moines? Yeah, it's north. We just never end up going. It's north and west. We never end up going to the same tournaments or anything as them ever. But Harlan was about the farthest west we got, and then we didn't really get north. We ended up going to Humboldt as we got when we got on. I was like a junior. Mm-hmm. When I wrestled. Oh, that's probably my toughest junior match actually. Luke's. I wrestled Luke Saturn. Oh yeah. Okay. Duels. Yeah, that that was a close match, but we didn't go there until I was a junior. That was the first year we went there. Mm-hmm. That was a great. That was a great. It was like a duel tournament it was a great tournament I, i'm glad we ended up going to that it was a really good one yeah do you prefer dual or did you prefer dual tournaments over i, I did we never even done one until that till that time yeah. so my junior year is first year we done one and i love that one i like the i like the way set up and and it's a guaranteed you know matches or at least records if you get right. by as a duel at least you get which always sucked your turn to get by it's like oh, that doesn't count <laughs> I mean, when you're little you get lots of those so mm-hmm. I would have been over 200 probably if I would have been a bigger guy. Did you did you keep track of your wins, or did you even realize how many you had when you? Oh uh, yeah, you keep track. I mean, it's pretty easy to keep track of them as you're going. I was more concerned with my losses than I was <laughs> my wins, though. I didn't really like losing too much. Yeah. My freshman year was a bitter pill, losing nine times. But I also wrestled. I mean, I think most of the matches I lost to, they were all every single one of them either won a state title or placed in the top three. So, 
Oh, yeah, tough schedule, Johnson, man. The Johnson kid got fifth, top five, I guess. But still, what fifth and three A? Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, you guys yeah. have a good schedule. Yeah, we had we had a really good schedule. We saw some really good teams. So. Um, and you were playing football too at ninety-five pounds. Yeah, well, I was on the <laughs> freshman team, so I was actually less than I was like ninety pounds, but I played cornerback and I did receive like a wingback sometimes, but. Yeah, I probably wasn't the best idea. <laughs> if they would have had like a fresh freshman team, I probably wouldn't have played because I would have gotten hurt playing yeah. even JV. But yeah. yeah, and then you know, so were you relieved then your senior year when you won it because you said you felt a little more pressure? Where it could just be like, yeah, honestly, that was that was probably the roughest. I didn't sleep a whole lot that last week. Really? Before. Yeah, it was. It got in my head a little bit. It's probably one of the few times I felt like not real mentally good uh, for wrestling anyway. And yeah, it was, it was a little rough. I was pretty happy it was over. And what's funny is, so my junior year after I won it, the day after we went and played basketball outside, <laughs> and I don't even really play basketball ever, like just even for fun. And I actually broke my ankle and came back on crutches. What? Um, yeah. So I actually didn't wrestle. I was supposed to go to Adidas Brute Nationals and I actually got like my cast thing cut off like right before I went and that was rough. But I was I was really relieved after junior year because I could just relax for a little while because I had crutches and I couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. But senior year I was I was happy to to be done and not have to worry about the stress. I miss I missed I was gonna miss wrestling, but I knew I was gonna wrestle in college. But it's a whole different. I knew it was a whole different thing than high school wrestling. But yeah, it was, there was a lot of relief there. Yeah, and so how'd you end up at Iowa State? Well, I originally actually wanted to go to Arizona State, uh, but I realized after going there that I probably wouldn't graduate college there if I went there. So uh, <laughs> Arizona State was a little bit too much of a party school for me. <laughs> I wanted to graduate college, really? and Iowa already had a bunch of recruits, you know, and, and, uh, Kale, when Kale Sanderson comes knocking, man, it's pretty hard to say no. So I went up there and on my visit and I had a good time and I really liked the atmosphere and I, and they had my, the degree I wanted to do and stuff. So it just felt like a good fit. It was, I didn't want to go to a small school really. I looked at a couple smaller schools. Tim, I thought about wrestling for the Air Force and being an Air Force pilot for a short time, but I don't know how well taking orders was going to go, so <laughs> I to do that. But it just felt like a good fit academically-wise and, and wrestling-wise, and I made a lot of memories there. I, I met a lot of good guys there. Yeah. We had a really good team. It helped. I mean, we had one of the best teams ever to come through there. But Yeah, you, you know, um, you said – you named off a few D1 schools. Did you ever think about, yeah, going maybe D3? Yeah, I mean, I, I looked at Warburg. Uh, I looked at Warburg for going to actually play soccer, and I looked oh, at really? some other ones. And Simpson was really wanting to – was trying to get me um, just because, you know, a lot of people from Winters have been there, you know, yeah. with Clint Manny and Corey Christian and, and those guys winning national titles for Simpson and, or wrestling in the finals, at least for them. Um, but yeah, I looked at a few, but I just I don't know. I wanted to go to a bigger school. Even even if I, I didn't do as well wrestling wise, I was more concerned with just doing my degree and stuff. And it it wasn't a real common one. So I looked at a few, but I really I really liked it when I went to Iowa State. So what was the degree? Uh, I was horticulture. I was a okay. landscape 
landscape design minor. I actually was going to landscape architecture first. Uh, was what my what I originally went up there for, and then Ed Bannock was actually my uh, was my advisor through the <laughs> team. Uh, that was crazy. The first day I was there, he he was the one showing me around and stuff. I'm like, this is wild. Um, <laughs> but he he actually just told me he asked me kind of what I wanted to do and with landscape architecture. I kind of told me he goes, you know, I think there's a better fit for you, uh, but it's not in the architecture program. It's in the uh, horticulture program it's more of like residential landscaping instead of like big commercial jobs he goes it sounds like that's more like what you want to do i was like yeah, it, yeah i don't really want to do big commercial jobs he goes he goes well that's kind of what the, the architects do landscape architects so he actually got me to switch over from landscape architect to the horticultural hmm. and i love that the program was a perfect fit for me and, mm-hmm. and i'm glad i i'm glad i moved over but and you graduated with a degree in that yep yeah, wow. and then uh, I don't even really do that anymore too much. I, I I did it for a few years, and I didn't really like. I like the design part and the building, but I didn't like being a salesman. Um, so I kind of quit doing that. I went back to school and got my teaching, my master's in teaching and stuff. And now yeah. I teach. But where'd yeah. you get your master's at? Uh, UNK. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they have a they have a transitional program for teachers that uh, people that want to be teachers that have a bachelor's and something else and. They're great. It's a great program, and mm-hmm. I suggest it to anybody that's looking to transition to be a teacher. And and uh, so then I yeah, started teaching at the youth prison in Omaha is where I'm currently at. So I don't know. Can you? Yeah, yeah. I teach at the Nebraska Correctional Youth Facility down in Omaha. So mm-hmm. I actually started there as like a stopgap because they uh, the Glenwood ex Glenwood coach, uh, high school coach. I can't remember his name. Dyer, I think was his name. Yeah. So Dyer, when he stopped coaching Glenwood, became a Council Bluffs Police Department uh, officer. And I talked to him about getting on the Council Bluffs PD when I was changing from being a landscape designer. So I was going to go back to school and I needed something that I could do that made good money that I would enjoy um, that I didn't need any more school for. And so Mm -hmm. he's like, you you should do this. And I go, he's like, pay is good. You know, the hours aren't the greatest, but you know, you're young. You don't got really a family yet. So you'll be a good fit. And so I was going to do it, but the testing had just occurred and they only test once a year. So uh-huh. I'm like, well, what am I going to do for a year? And he, he's like, well, go, go across the river to Omaha and then uh, apply for corrections. They'll get your foot in the door and you know, give you something to do for a year. So when I went and applied for corrections, uh, when I was going through the training, they told me, Hey, we pay you for your tuition, like hundred percent. And I was like, Ooh. awesome. I go, now I don't have to bleed. I, I can just do this. And then when I was going through, I was substitute teaching for some small schools up by my, where I lived. Mm-hmm. Um, and I put that on my thing when I was going through the training for the to corrections and they're like, Hey, where you're going is the youth facility. I go, yeah. And they're like, they have a full high school in there. They're looking to hire a substitute soon. Cause I was going as a corporal, just, you know, a regular security corporal. And mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh really? So when I got there, I talked to the principal and was like, Hey, I heard you guys have a high school, like you're looking for a substitute. So she's like, yeah. And so I got posted. I asked them to post me to education first so I could figure out like if that's something I want to do. And so I ended up becoming the substitute teacher for them. And like I did their education liaison position too. So I did their records and stuff. I did that for like five years while I was going to school, get my master's. And then I, when I got down the master's, I got a teaching position there and that's what I've been doing the last five years. So I've worked there a total of 11. Wow. I'm teaching five. Yeah. So it's, it's an interesting job teaching down there, but yeah. yeah. What, 
I guess now I'm curious what kind of environment it is because it's you keep saying it's like a correct correctional facility, and so yeah, I'm thinking, it, I so guess it's it's a prison. Um, so it's it's a prison for youthful offenders who are tried as adults. <clears throat> so these kids are from like 16 to 19 years old, sometimes 15. We can give them as young as 14, but they've all been tried as adults. So most of them have done pretty serious crimes. Like right. I think our most common is armed robbery. Um, there's a few in there for murder, uh, assault, first degree assault, stuff like that. Um, and there's some in there for smaller stuff like shooting off a firearm or you know stuff like that or Mm -hmm. we used to get some that would escape the detention centers um you know like juvenile detention center once you run away so many times they charge you with a felony and they send you to the big prison yeah that usually takes a few times though but we got we used to have a couple of those but so yeah it's uh they're all they're all adult offense charges adults anyways but a lot of them are 16 17 years old and what do you, you, you teach them? Like what? Yeah. So uh, we're, we're a fully accredited high school. So all of our teachers have to be, have to be regularly certified teachers. And, uh, we, we go through the Nebraska department of education, just like any other school. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's just like a regular school that we have the same requirements as other, other public schools. And so what do you teach? Like, what do you teach specifically? Uh, I teach a wide variety of stuff. When I first really? started, I was, a, I was a social science endorsement when I first started. Uh, so all the social sciences, history, geography, political science, governments, all that kind of stuff. But uh, we had another teacher who does a lot of those classes. So I switched over to teaching like landscape design and horticulture oh, and yeah, trades. Yeah. I have a trades background. So I do a lot of their trade classes now. And I do like their welding simulator. We have these uh, simulators for Caterpillar from Caterpillar that, uh, for excavator and like track loaders and stuff, um, yeah. kind of get these guys trained in the trades and we do like plumbing courses and HVAC courses, stuff like that. And I've dabbled in a lot of that stuff. So I, uh, I teach those classes now and I teach PE. Uh, we have a special <coughs> waiver from the, the department of education for PE because, we can't just afford to hire just a PE teacher and finding one endorsed that is endorsed on other stuff isn't common. So with my background, they let me, they let me teach PE. So mm-hmm. I teach the, the PE class there too. So it's, it's interesting, but I teach a lot of different things. I teach econ sometimes. Really? Yeah. Like this last trimester it's cause we're full year. We're year round school. Cause oh, really? yeah, they're always coming and going. So we don't, we don't ever shut down. We at the we have a three trimester system, and at the end of a week, at the end of each week, we have a or each uh, end of each trimester, we have a week off. Uh, the students do at least where we get ready for the next trimester and start new classes, and mm-hmm. uh, but it's continuous because you always got people coming in and out of the prison and transferring or getting mm-hmm. discharged because their time is up or coming in because they just got sentenced. Um, but yeah, so we just started a new school year actually this week, so. Really? So yeah. you started you started a new one in, I guess, beginning. Yeah. Last week, last week was our week off, and that's why I was out in Colorado. Actually, uh, yeah, we had a week off, but uh, so I took some time off, and then we just started the new school year today. It was our first day of the new school year, so. Wow. Yeah, but wow. uh, yeah, so it runs a lot like that. We have we have a you know we have a high gang rate in the prison just because there's not very many reasons for kids that young to be doing some of the stuff they're doing, you know. Right. So it's it's pretty high gang affiliation. 
but makes for interesting days. There used to be a lot of fights in education. There's not that many anymore. Yeah. But. Yeah, when they got you around, you know. <laughs> I, I haven't really had to break up too many. I've had like probably a dozen maybe in my classroom. Usually mm-hmm. they do it in their cells or right. they do it on the yard or education is too too public and too close confines. If they're going to do it somewhere close, they're going to do it in their rooms where the cameras can't see and they can somewhat maybe get away with it. Yeah. Wow, it sounds sounds kind of intense at times, you know? Oh, yeah, it's, it keeps it interesting, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm looking behind you there. Is that is that a belt? Yeah, that's uh, my bookcase slash trophy case for – I started putting up our youth trophies up there because mm-hmm. our trophy case at the school is getting too full. So <laughs> they need – they had to clear off some space still. So I brought those home. But those are some of my NCA from – Marissa Augustana, we got second, and then I got fifth. So those are up there. And then my MCC belt, when I fought professionally, I won yeah. I won two regional belts, one uh, out of Des Moines, then one out of Omaha. And I still have the one, the Omaha one, when I uh, retired and stuff, I they gave I gave them back. So. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, what was that like? So, you know, I, I was curious. You took a – what, you took a semester off? From Iowa State to Iowa? Uh, well, my junior, my redshirt junior year, red, yeah, red, redshirt junior year, I tore my shoulder against Nick Moore at the UNO tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he was wrestling for Iowa. And we were wrestling UNO, and I, I tore my shoulder. It kind of dislocated during my match. So it was kind of – it was messed up. And I decided to not finish out that year, which kind of wish I would have now because Nick Fantor put the kid in front of me at 33, ended up hurting his hip and was out the rest of the year. So I would have – went to nationals for Iowa state that year. Yeah. Especially I think yo, my shoulder was kind of messed up because Caleb asked me to come back. Uh, and cause I, I don't make like a week and, you know, I just didn't feel comfortable wrestling that rest of the year with my shoulder feeling like I did. I just felt like it was going to do some long-term damage. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I really rehabbed that summer and got feeling better. And then, uh, I had some friends that went to Augustana and they were really trying to get me to go up there next year and i said well i'm not gonna go up in the fall i'm still gonna rehab my shoulder i go but i'll come up middle of semester uh middle of semester harley please get off that phone like get in that room and please cut quit coming out hey please go back in there are you gonna go outside you can go outside that's fine um so i spent the fall rehabbing some more and gotten ready for uh for the spring and i actually I wrestled for Augustine unattached uh, that fall at the UNO tournament mm. and wrestled with Montel Marion, who I never, I'd never seen in high school. I wrestled Moyer who'd beaten him, but I've never, that year I moved up weight and wrestled Moyer and I wrestled Moyer instead of him at the tournament before. Um, and then I saw him, that was after, after he got out of the final. So I was kind of curious to see how I was, was going to go not wrestling since the last spring and having, you know, rehab all summer and, I ended up losing a really close match uh, to him. So I felt pretty good going to Augie. Augie was excited. You mm-hmm, know, of course. I didn't wrestle for a while, so they figured when I got there. And uh, so that was – that was a, it was a good time going up there. I met some a lot of cool people up there and, and uh, tried to help them get past UNO. We didn't get it done, but I lost in the semis and didn't get in the national title that I wanted. But I ended up coming back for fifth, and it was, it was a good time. And you said the team got second? 
Yeah, we got second. Yeah, uh, we're real. It was a real good battle with you know. It was just they had a stacked team. It was hard to it was always hard to beat. Always did. Yeah. yeah, that'd be that'd feel pretty fulfilling. You know, I I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I mean, I assume you know to end your career as an all American after all. Yeah, you, I, you know, I would. I didn't really. I don't know. I didn't really care about all American status when I was Iowa State that much. You know, I. I kind of lost the love for wrestling while I was there a little bit, you know, it was the grind at D one is, is hard, you know, mm-hmm. and we had a really good team. We had a really good, like, yes. we had, I, I had Nick Gallick, Nick Fantor, you know, Mitch Mueller, all at my weights and they're all three super good guys. And I liked all three of them and this, I could never quite get past them. I broke the lineup a few times, but I kind of lost my love for the sport when I was there and going to Augie, Got Coach Reitmeyer was he's a great guy and he really brought my love for the sport back and uh, and it was nice ending as an All American you know it was nice getting the nationals and placing because uh, mm-hmm. really when I quit wrestling that last spring I was kind of just like you know I'm, I'm done I wasn't even going to coach kind of just didn't like it anymore and so I'm glad I I'm glad I decided to go back up there and and finish it out there and. And it really made me have that passion again. So I've been coaching ever since. Dang. So you, you started to, when did you realize that, that you're starting to fall all over? Cause I feel like we've all been there. So my true freshman year, uh, it went pretty well. I, I had a good wrestle off. Uh, I wrestled Jesse Sindel, who was, uh, like I said earlier, is a family friend of mine, you know, I grew up with him and we rode on with him and Wade, his younger brother. And so, and I always looked up to him in high school cause he's a four time state champ, you know, and I, I just always wanted to be like him. You know, he's, he's super good, always had really good matches, really exciting to watch. Uh, and so wrestling him as a freshman, you know, he was going to be a senior. It was a it was humbling moment. I was I was mm-hmm. pretty pumped for it and really excited for it. And I ended up winning the wrestle off and it was a great match. I, I felt really good. Um, and and so I was, you know, I wasn't thinking too much of it and. And I was brought in that next week, and they're they're asking if I could cut the 125, and I'm like for to wrestle true freshman, and I'm like I don't think I can make 125, mm-hmm. and so I kind of went to some tournaments as unattached that year, and and stayed over some of the breaks. The other freshman guy go home, and and that was a little rough. And I ended up I didn't end up starting my true freshman. I thought I was going to there for a little while, uh, but I didn't end up doing it, and uh, which is fine. Uh, but I, I, during that whole deal, I kind of lost a little bit of love for the sport right off the bat there, you know, um, having that good wrestle off and then not breaking the lineup. Uh, I started to see stars a little bit, you know, and then and then it never really came to fruitation. So I, I kind of – it's like, eh, no, call is going to be that great for wrestling. But sophomore year was all right. I had some good matches. I won – I beat a kid, real good kid from Nebraska and had a couple good matches and – and then about my sophomore year, I started just kind of, you know, the grind was getting to me. My schooling, I wasn't doing very well in school. I was probably being a little too social. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kale, Kale said it best, actually. He, he told us, you're only going to excel at two things in college. There's three things you can you can excel at, but you're only going to be good at two of the three. He's like, you have wrestling, social life, and school. He's like, you can be a really good wrestler and good at school and have no social life. Or you can have a good social life and be a good wrestling and not do good in school, right? Mm-hmm. You're only going to do two of the three. So it, those are some of the best words I ever got told because it, it's definitely true, especially at D1. You can't do – can't be good at all three. You don't have enough time or energy. So 
Um, but yeah, I started to lose a little bit probably my sophomore year, lose that passion for the sport. And mm-hmm. it just started. It, and then I got hurt. I just tore one of my shoulders and, and then had another couple of knee surgeries. And, uh, yeah, it just, the, the surgeries really take it out of you. You really start to question whether you're healthy enough to wrestle. And it's been the reason a lot of people quit, you know, through college. So that last time I tore my shoulder, I was just like, yeah, this is, I'm, I'm thinking I'm done. <laughs> so, yeah. And rehab man is just can be so tough. Like, I, I think people just expect you to, all right, you had surgery, you rehab, and then you're back. And yeah. But they don't understand the rehab part. Yeah. And it's honestly, it, like, being my shoulders, like, my job was landscaping. So that's what I did in the summer. <laughs> right. You know, having torn shoulders and going through rehab, it isn't real conducive to, to having a job in the summer, making the money I needed to. So it, that was that was hard, you know, mm-hmm. getting strapped into a brace for – four months, three, four months, and then doing all that rehab, can't lift and doing all that stuff. It, it really, it was a lot of things. And, and, uh, if I could go back, I'd change some of the way I did thing. I think anybody can say that, but yeah. it, it, uh, I'm just glad I found my passion for it again. Cause mm-hmm. I really enjoy coaching and, and all three of my kids are in it now. So, you know, I'm really glad I still love the sport so I can help other kids get into it. Yeah, how how's the shoulder now? Oh, they're still rough. Really? <laughs> yeah, they're they 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 get hurting sometimes, but they're not too bad. I still wrestle at the high school quite a bit. Um, we've had some really good kids around my weight that I've wrestled with, and it's been pretty good with them. Like we had this last year, we had our three-time state champ Wyatt Rice. He was a really really good kid, and he didn't really have a lot of kids to wrestle with because. You know, he's just so good, and and not that we don't have good kids, but it just somebody to push him was was hard to get. So he had Lane Brendan, who was around his weight, who came back out after being out for a lot of years because of a neck injury and stuff when he was younger, um, and that really pushed him. But really, it's just me and him and Lane, you know, and and the, another coach, Jeff Cool, that really pushed him. So I was always kind of worried I was going to get hurt wrestling him because he's a pretty physical kid, and his just like his brother and his little brother is going to be real good too. And it is real good, but uh, it's held up so far. So <laughs> it hurts every now and then, but I haven't had anything too serious happen to it yet. Yeah. Wow. So, knock on, knock on wood. so you're you're partially the reason why a kid from my old high school, MFL Marmack, didn't win state, is why it beat Gabe McGue from McG- Oh yeah. yeah that was a nerve wracking, nerve wracking yeah. match, man. Yeah. Yeah, I was watching it on the app or whatever the IHSSN app or whatever. Because I wasn't there, and yeah, yeah, why is tough kid to beat? Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Kid. Him and that New London kid had a great match in the finals too. That was, mm-hmm. that was Lopez. Was, was that right, Lopez? Yeah, Lopez. Yeah, yeah. I would love to see those two wrestle again, to be honest. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm all. I'm also interested in the time you met Laramie Schaefer from Missouri. Oh, uh, from Missouri? Yeah. Yeah, that was that was wild. Uh, so I went to Tulsa. I actually went down to Tulsa Nationals with uh, Tony, Tony Hager and uh, and Jesse Sundell and Wade Sundell. We all went down there uh, together. And I think it was that year or the year after. I think it was the year. So we were all down there, and we were walking. We were walking uh, 
in the arena for weigh-ins or something or we were the not we weren't in the arena we were like in the pavilion next to the arena and i was pretty young so my memory is pretty bad about but i remember them calling my name over the intercom and they're like laramie schaefer please report to your group or something and i start walking off and my dad's like where are you going and i'm like i'm going to my group he's like we are your group and i'm like well dad like they just called my name like Obviously, they need me. So we went up to the head table uh, or wherever the or the table that they were announcing stuff from. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were done with Wayne's, I think, already. And this kid had a shirt with uh, his Schaefer name. And it was spelled a little bit different. I think it was only one F in his last name. But had the Schaefer name. So my dad went up and started talking to his. And, yeah, his name was Laramie Schaefer as well. And, <laughs> yeah, he was from Missouri. And he was, like, a year or two older than me. Uh and he, he wrestled here. He was a pretty good wrestler from Missouri. He wrestled at Fargo um, and stuff. So it was just wild that somebody had the same first and last name and he wrestled. So yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty crazy. I never ran into him after that. Mm-hmm. I, I looked him up a few times during the season just to see how he was doing and stuff, but I never ran into him after that one, but so <laughs> random that yeah. I ran into him the there. all the people. Yeah. What did you ever go to Fargo? Speaking of Fargo. No, I, I never went out to Fargo. I qualified uh, a couple times. I just, uh, I don't know. I, I've been out there, but I never wrestled out there. I yeah. just never was too into it. And uh, I wrestled USA State a couple times, but yeah, but yeah I, never, I never went out there. I kind of wish I would have now, but yeah i wasn't like i said my summers i was i was doing other things in the summer wrestling wasn't the top of my priority at that time <laughs> well you know and to be honest i guess i can i can appreciate that you know i mean i've talked to so many people who are like man i loved baseball but i wish i could have kept playing but i had to you know do summer wrestling and it, yeah. it just kind of sucks every time you hear that like man you know because I, I chose baseball, you know, it, it, it does, you know, you, you got those kids that you got multi being a multi-sport athlete now is really hard. You know, mm-hmm. you got these kids that are doing whatever sport it is doing year round, you know, and we're a small one, a school, so we can't really do that. You know, you can't have, mul- you have to have multi-sport athletes. You can't have right. single sport athletes. Nobody, there won't be enough people for each team, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I just, I wish I, it, we'd go back to a little bit more because I feel it's not that the elite te- teams, you know, and clubs are are bad per se. It's just sometimes I feel like it's it's cutting opportunities away from kids, you know, that they might have just because they're so focused on one sport year round and whatever sport it is. I mean, baseball. We have kids getting pulled out of wrestling practice for baseball, and I'm like, what are you doing? Like mm-hmm. the rest of the season, I would never do that in the summer to baseball. Like I went hold an open room and expect you to be there during mm-hmm. baseball practice. So I don't know. I wish I'd go back a little bit to how it was when I was growing up, but I don't think it's going to. Yeah, no, I agree. And I, it, it, I agree. It is, it is a little sad, you know, because in order to keep up with those top tier kids, you know, you have to, it, you almost have to wrestle all year round or get into one of those super clubs, not a super club, but one of those bigger clubs, big game. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah big game, you know, but I mean, I, I can't, I can't, disparage those guys too much you know because right. i feel like i feel like seabolt and 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 uh i'm blanking on his name right now uh Peru. <laughs> Peru, thank you yeah. so it's funny, they're, they're family members now but uh i i feel like seabolt crew you know and not not even just those so there's some other ones right but those two come to mind the most you know um and you know powerhouse you know fletcher not powerhouse those guys i yeah. feel like 
they're really bringing this the wrestling in Iowa up to, right. to that level, yeah. you know. So it, you can't really be too knock them too hard, you know. I mean, my with my well, my kids go to any of those, probably not. But uh, I would send them to a camp for those guys or something because I mean, I wrestled with TJ quite a bit, and we used to wrestle on AU, and I, I know him fairly well. And, Mm-hmm. He has a really good technique, man. There's there's not a lot of guys that have better technique and crew knows his stuff. Obviously, you know, look at yeah. the kids they're producing and and even powerhouse a lot closer to me, you know, and I wouldn't be opposed to sending my 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 kids down there either. It's just uh I don't know. They they like a lot of their sports, so I don't mm-hmm. I'd like to keep them multi sport if I can, but those those big clubs, they're really bringing the the wrestling up in Iowa, I feel like. So can't knock them too hard. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, I, I sometimes I wish we could go back to the days where we had a lot more, more you know, school clubs and stuff. But there'll always be a spot for them because you got those kids yeah. who can't either can't afford it or don't feel good enough, you know, that might bloom later, you know. So I'm I'm happy to be coaching a a, a school club and catching those kids, you know, that either can't afford those big clubs or. or don't have the passion yet for it or or just aren't athletically there yet you know they might be late bloomers or just might not be that into it and end up being really good later you know mm-hmm. yeah you and also, kid, you know that you know started seventh eighth grade and end up being really good you know yeah um you know you also have mwc here in omaha yeah you know? um and is powerhouse where's powerhouse at I feel they're, like there's they're outside of Underwood, Neola area. Okay. Um, the best wrestler, I think, is around here too. Yeah, best wrestlers down there too. Except they've moved a lot more out to Nebraska now, out to like Elkhorn area, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, MWC, Dominguez runs a good club down there. They have some really yeah. good kids. Um, yeah. And I, we actually have a couple kids that go to both of those clubs, MWC and Powerhouse, and come to us. Wow. Um, and, you know, some people get kind of irritated with stuff like that i i don't really care you know if you want to go to a different club and come to ours i that's fine with me you know right. you need to get more more partners or get a little bit different experience i'm all for it you know in high school i just i like them to stay with their their school club too because you know that's who they're going to be wrestling with in high school you know and you'll make sure you create those bonds so you're not you know i'll wrestle for different clubs growing up and then you're stuck on a high school team together and that's when issues i think come up a little bit but mm-hmm yeah and where did you say you, you trained at when you were younger so like when you were growing up uh, so i i pretty much did just winter sets you know really? school club um but i i went a little bit i went into lincoln at the morning rail spiller club with the mcdonald's quite a bit um i went out to the hawkeye kids club out in iowa city a few times i didn't go there too much uh just because so far away right. but i i held up that place up a few times uh usually when brandon and brandon's yeah. younger brother would, would go out there yeah. But uh, pretty much, I, I was all all uh, all of uh, Winter Set mm-hmm. in their local club. But I did a, I did a little bit of uh, I did some camps in the summer. I went to John Jay's camp up in Minnesota, and I went over to Iowa City for a camp in Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, being in Winter Set, almost the middle of Iowa, is pretty nice. You can get almost anywhere in a couple hours. Yeah. And we had, we had a lot of kids come from different towns to our clubs, so it wasn't just Winterset kids. But and I mean, shoot, you didn't probably have to go very far with Winterset being as tough as they were. You know, no, we, had, we, had a, we had a really good my my age group had a, a lot of good kids around that age. Mm-hmm. 
So there's always good people to practice with. Was Dylan was Dylan Frost a couple years younger than you? Yeah, he was a year or two younger. I can't remember now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he was uh he was on my high school team. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember he was tough. Um uh when you said when you said something about playing soccer at, at Warburg, that made me think of didn't didn't Mitch Artis' brother coach the Warburg? Yeah, soccer? yeah. Kirk, Kirk coached there. Uh he did it when I was there. He okay. ended up doing it okay. later. Because Mitch actually came back from Denver for a little while and, and helped out, out there. Mm-hmm. Um I don't he doesn't coach out there anymore, but yeah, he did for a while. He didn't when I was looking at it though. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you didn't pass cross paths there because I I thought I remember when I talked to Mitch that he said his brother coached there and I was like, oh, yeah. Oh. No, I didn't. I didn't really cross paths with Mitch again until uh, he came up to Iowa State his freshman year. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, him, and TJ were in that class and they were roommates. So and then Mitch ended up being roommates with me that next year. He moved into our house. Take care. Yeah, See you next time. Come Lord,